we go to work and when we're Welcome to Whining Whining with with Nurses. I'm Kat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kareem. Welcome, Kareem. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Real pleasure to be here. Kareem's our special guest today who's going to tell us all about wine. And so then hopefully we'll be better at tasting and describing it for all of you guys out there. So you know if it's good or not. I actually felt <laughs> pressured today at the store. I was like, oh my God, what do I pick? I'm probably going to pick something. He's like, oh God, that's really terrible. <laughs> no. No, 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 I can tell you two are both pretty good at drinking wine. So it, yeah, we'll just, we'll go from there. Does that, yeah. that's true. We that's are. the hardest part. Yeah. Is it? That's oh, the framework. Yeah. You got to be good at drinking wine and then you can talk about wine. So if that's the hardest part, then how do you have a job? Because I feel like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, awesome. Should we open it and then? Yeah. We can, and then Kareem can tell us why he's why he's here to tell us about wine. He's not just a dude we got off the street. He has some background. (laughs) Although dudes on the street do drink a lot as well, Uh, yeah. I guess so. Probably not expensive bottles. (laughs) Maybe like liquor stores. You find a bottle in every price range. No. And then you and Sarah know each other because... We used to be neighbors. Yeah, when Sarah and Ryan... I like that. Uh, (laughs) When Sarah and Ryan first... uh, I think when they first moved in together, they moved next door, two doors down from my wife and I and... I was walking the dogs, and Sarah was having a, a garage sale, mm-hmm. and uh, she had some nursing scrubs that she gave me for my wife. I was so, like, "Why would you?" I didn't need them. Also, no. No, why they would were you too, fit? Sarah's they were too small. Scrub. I like you know. I mean, if you got it, flaunt it. I, I They're probably way too big for Vanessa too. I mean, I'm pretty sure they were a little too big for me, and that's why I was getting rid of them. And she's mm-hmm. tiny. Yeah. yeah. Well, she, she. I mean. I don't know, hmm. but uh, something to wear around the house while you're doing yeah, you know, comfy. dirty chores. But uh, it's a history after that, you know. They're Ryan and Sarah, definitely very outgoing, and um, uh, they like to do a lot of the same things we do. So we've been friends ever since. Yay! Yeah. Good story. Friendship. So then, um, what do you do? What so currently, yeah. Job? So my background, and I guess why why you asked me to be here is I've I've, I've been in food and beverage uh, pretty much since I was 15 years old. Oh, uh, a lot of different positions in uh, front of the house and and back of the house. I started out as a hydroceramic technician in a uh, very small Italian restaurant. What? Say that again. Hydroceramic technician. For layman's, uh, that is a a dishwasher. A real real crucial piece to the whole operation. Every dishwasher knows that. Uh Uh, Knows that to be true. Um, But yeah, I've held a a bunch of different positions. I've done a, a lot of Openings. Um, I've been in Sonoma County since 2010, mm-hmm. uh, working in various wineries, wine-related restaurants, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, it's just been a long, uh, long time in in wine country and in restaurants. And mm-hmm. I think I've just picked up a few things as we go. I'm not. I will say I'm not a certified sommelier, uh, but I do drink a lot and I like a lot of wine. <laughs> You're in great company. <laughs> and, yeah, I think I'm, I'm practiced. I'm practiced there at it is what I'll say. Yeah. There you go. And you and Vanessa both, I feel like, have a really good, uh, you know, taste for wine. You always have good wine when we hang out with you and you describe it well, both of you. You know, with that, I will say it's just like anything that like you do. Like um, if I were going to try to give somebody an, an IV, mm-hmm. I'd probably miss 
mm-hmm. a lot of times, and I, you know, I probably wouldn't be very good at that. But uh, you guys are great at it, so it's just practice. It's anything that's practice. Sitting around and drinking a lot, and and just being around people that want to talk about the wine as well. Um, I mean, people that seem seem to know a lot or or have all those adjectives and descriptors down that sound flashy it's just because they sit around and talk about it a lot yeah hmm. so all it is is just drink it's it's a fancy way to tell people that you drink a lot that's really right, what it right. is yeah well i mean there so we talk about it a lot but if you've ever listened to the podcast you know i do not have great descriptor words i have no <laughs> idea i'm terrible at it um but you probably hang out with the right people that do have you know, if someone describes what they taste or smell in, a, in wine and they know what they're talking about, then you can learn to identify what they're talking about yep. when you're tasting the same it, thing. It definitely helps to have a buddy or have somebody right. or be around those people that will throw those words out there. Mm-hmm. And then some people throw out words and you're like, no, that's total nonsense. And um, <laughs> some people will say, you know, something like cherries and then all of a sudden you smell cherries. You know, oh, yeah. It's almost like planting it. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's just repetition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Kat, you picked up two different wines for us to try today. This one, you want to tell us about it? Yeah, so um, this one is a Pedroncelli Merlot 2013 Sonoma County from uh, Dry Creek Valley, and it's from Bench Vineyards. Do you know, anyone know where that is? I don't know. Uh, no, it's in the Dry Creek Valley. Creek. Yeah. It's in the Dry Creek Valley. <laughs> yeah. How did you guys feel so crazy? Which is one of the best wine growing regions in the world. I've been everywhere in the world that as long as it's in the Dry Creek Valley, and that's the best. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, well. I'm just I, saying. I've had good I really... wine in like Spain and Italy. I think their <laughs> wines are pretty good, but you know, I mean, yes, ours are also world renowned. They are. It's funny because that's um, Dry Creek Valley was the first place I went wine tasting where I was like, whoa, I love everything I taste here. And I realized that I really love wine. Yeah. I used to actually hate wine. I didn't like drinking wine until I was, I think in my, I don't know, probably mid early 20s. Hmm. I just thought it was gross. I loved beer, and that's pretty much the only thing I drank because I had diabetes. I could never drink mixed drinks, so mm. I've never, I never got to taste any fancy, fun cocktails, and I still don't. But um, well, I could taste them. But sorry, sorry, <laughs> stop it. And um, but I do really like wine now. Anyway, should I say what it says? Zion. Hey. Sorry. So should I say what the description of the flavors are or should we try? Let's try and do it ourselves. Yeah, first. we should do it okay. first. Let because, me read it because I'm yeah. cheating in that way. I can, I can <laughs> test you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I haven't uh, actually tried it yet. So what I'll say about about the label, at least, you know, Pedroncelli is mm-hmm. a local a local winery in Sonoma County. Mm-hmm. Um it does say it's from the Dry Creek Valley, but then it also says it's from Bench Vineyard. So this is a it's a single vineyard uh, Merlot, which you know what did what what did the what was the price on this bottle of wine? Was oh it? yeah, um, so I think that one, this one was eighteen ninety nine. You know it's not, but that's a really good price for a, a single vineyard. Most wines would stop at like Sonoma County or Dry Creek Valley, which means it could just be a blend of grapes from like a mishmash. You know, you're buying mm-hmm. fruit from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, once it gets down to like a single vineyard designation, it's got to be. I think at least 95% from that vineyard for them to be able to put that on the label. So that oh. means that Bench Vineyards, this, uh, you know, Pedroncelli thought that their their fruit was 
was good enough to not have to blend it with any other fruit. They really liked the way it tasted on its own. And um, it's really good for the, the vineyard owner and the farmers. That's kind of like a high um, accreditation to be able to have huh. your wine in a single vineyard bottle. Yeah, interesting. So, great value, I would that. say, for uh, 18, 19 bucks to get a single vineyard Dry yeah. Creek Valley Merlot. Um, also, it's 2013, and 2013, arguably one of the best vintages in, in Sonoma County in recent years. Oh, so. that's the year I moved to Sonoma County. Is there that why? Oh, oh, maybe Sarah moved and sweet. <laughs> it was a really, great. really hot summer. I remember that. Um, and I don't think that there was very much rain that year because I, I came here as a travel nurse, and I remember another travel nurse saying, they say there's usually so much rain. Where is it? She mm -hmm. was disappointed. A couple years of drought, you know, which is a, uh, it stresses out the fruit and the fruit, you know, it doesn't necessarily like to be stressed out, but um, it's a technique to, when you stress out grapevines, you know, they kind of want to survive. So the way that they would survive is to produce a bigger, brighter berry that maybe a bird would see from further away. It's a better chance that the bird's going to eat that grape and fly it somewhere else and... This, there you the seed is going to um, be, you know, dropped in a different area that might be more um, more cohesive to the way the, the vine wants to grow. So mm -hmm. by the natural stress of the droughts that happened in, you know, 2010, 11, 12, and 13, it just was <clears throat> kind of gave the fruit a head start and kind of prompted them to produce better fruit. Huh. That's, That's interesting. I'm learning so much already. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know if you had like the specific vineyard name. That meant anything necessarily. Yeah, or there's there's all there's rules on all everything on the label. So it, like if and even that it's if it's a Merlot, there could be other grapes in this. There, it only has to be seventy five percent Merlot for me to call it a Merlot and not even have to tell you what else is in it. Oh really? Yeah, but the but fact that it's that, from one vineyard probably means that it's about hundred percent or pretty high percentage of Merlot. Yeah. Hmm. So. Um, I had a question about the grapes being stressed. I always had the impression that grapes being stressed, the reason that that made them better was because if they didn't get as much water, then they were just more uh, concentrated in the sugars. And is that that could probably, yeah, it's all, it, all, no? it, it definitely all plays into Sometimes it. Sometimes I just imagine something and I think it's true. Yeah, that, <laughs> no, absolutely. They're, those are all factors and um, it all just ultimately depends on, you know, how the winemaker wants the wine to be. And if he's, you know, if the fruit's, in a drier area, it's going to be a different way. If it's a hotter area, it's going to be a different way. And um, mm -hmm. but yeah, those are all factors. There's a hundred. There's thousands of different factors that go into it. So uh, you said if so, if uh, the grapes are stressed for a period of time, then the following years it would be better. The grapes uh, would be better. Not necessarily Maybe. like in the future, but at least for that vintage. Oh, um, so for so yeah. while they're stressed. Yes. Always, okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. While they're so stressed, and not all of them are like that. You know, the ones that right. we're trying today, the the Bordeaux varietals, Merlot and Cab, they definitely do better than you know, like a Pinot Noir. Mm -hmm. Pinot Noir is kind of like some more moderate climate. Mm -hmm. You know, you wouldn't put them up on a steep hillside in Dry Creek Valley where it could get 100, 110 degrees and it's really dry and arid. They want to be lower Russian River Valley, a little coastal. Um, they're a little bit more delicate. So mm -hmm. not all grapes like to be stressed or like the heat or like the rocky terrain or dry, but they're all a little different. And um, that's why they grow different different varietals in, in different areas of the county. Do you like it? Do you guys, what do you I think? I do like it? it. I like it. But I, again, I can't smell anything initially. I mean, yeah. until I drink it down and it's just a little bit of a splash in the glass, I really can't smell much. But I've noticed that the taste is kind of soft. That was the first thing I noticed. And I don't know if that's mm -hmm. a, 
um, descriptor that people commonly use, but it's got a soft mouthfeel, like almost powdery or something, but Seem- not in a bad way, like in a good way. It seems like soft and... Uh, so it's not, I don't know, compl- I feel so judged right now. I'm like, oh God. Uh, it's like, speak your like heart. It, so you, like, I drink it and then it's kind of gone. It doesn't linger. It's not really bold and well rounded or that's mine. My- Which is a typical of like, you know, wine's kind of at this price point. So, you know, uh-huh. is a wine good or bad or is it good for the price? You know, mm-hmm. this is a really good wine, I think, for the price that you got it at. But those mm-hmm. are kind of the things that you give up. Right. You know, like, so it's a little less complex if mm-hmm. it falls mm-hmm. off your palate right yeah. away. Um, or that- is that also, sorry, is that... um like, what's a char- characteristic, if you know, of a Merlot? Um, so, so kind of uh, piggybacking on what Sarah said, like a powdery finish, so a little drier, you know. So Merlots and, and Cabernets and other Bordeaux varietals tend to have really, you know, little thicker skins. And um, from the skins, you get an acid. They're called tannins, and those give right. you that drier sensation, Um in your tongue and on your mouth. And, and, uh, I'd say this one definitely has tannins, but they're pretty mild. They're pretty soft. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, for me, I'm going to throw a little descriptor out there for you. Like, um, almost like a chocolatey, like a milk chocolate or a darker chocolate. Mm-hmm. When you eat like a, like a semi-sweet or a dark chocolate, that's, mm-hmm. um, you know, more cacao and not as much just milk and, and butter. Cacao. It's uh, you get that kind of dryness <laughs> on your tongue. So I'd say that this has got a little bit of a chocolatey characteristic, mm-hmm. uh, right off the bat. I was thinking that too, more dark chocolate and mm-hmm. even maybe just a little bit of black pepper uh, on the finish. It's a little spicy. So little it does bit. say, if I read remember correctly, um, black cherry, red plum, and warm spiciness, which is Ooh, what you said. Warm spiciness. Mm. I like it. I think it's kind of light. Um, I don't get any like tanniny or dryness. I get kind of like hydrating. I don't know. Mm. So when your mouth waters, <laughs> uh, when you drink wine, that's typically uh, an indication that it's got some acid to it. Acid makes your mouth water. Mm. So an acidic wine does make you salivate and makes your mouth. so much. Yeah, it makes your, so <laughs> it's definitely got acid. And Merlot's a grape, you know, Merlot's a grape that was meant to be blended into Cabernet. If you go back to France, to the Bordeaux region, mm-hmm. um, you know, they were always planted together and, and near each other because they, they enjoy the same climate. But um, Merlot was typically blended into big, bold Cabernets because it softened them. Mm. You know, it kind of rounded wow. them out. Um, so it's, it's on its own, it's, not, it's definitely not what Cabernet is. Um, you can kind of now, you know, taste why you might add it to a big, bold Cabernet because it does soften it up and kind of right. mellow out the tannins a little bit and take a little of the edge off, if That you will. makes sense, yeah, because Cabernets can be really heavy and, yeah, tannic and really leave your mouth feeling like... Yeah, for the most part in France, you'll never see a... (laughs) Like uh, you smoked way too much and you need some (laughs) A cigar, yeah. (laughs) That's not what I was thinking, but Mm. okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think it's good. It's good. I don't know. I like it. uh, Someone asked me, I was at work and I was talking about, oh, we're doing the podcast tonight. And she was like, well, how do you... She just never had alcohol, so she doesn't drink at all. Um, She doesn't want to drink and um that's <laughs> okay there's people out there that do that yeah there's plenty of people but she so she was saying well how do you not get the same one every time or how do you know you haven't tried it before and I was like well I don't know like we don't log it we just know that I, I I don't recognize that and then it got me thinking when I was looking at all of the bottles going oh gosh what if I do pick <laughs> like <laughs> one but I don't know there's so many different options and different wineries and 
I was especially uh, in this area, right? Especially right. right, yeah, yeah. I feel like ha- we've done other ones though from other countries, and mm-hmm. a lot of them probably are from Sonoma County, right? That we've I done? think a lot of the stuff we picked, yeah, is from Sonoma County, just because yeah, it's so plentiful here. Right. But we've done some from Spain, mm-hmm. and we've done some from Argentina, I think, or either that or Argentina. New Zealand. We got them all back from yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Argentina. The it was like a really pretty bottle with the face. Painted oh, no, gr- that was a Grenache from Spain. Oh, oh, that was yeah. the Spain one. Okay, okay. Um, what about champagnes? Would you ever do champagnes? Heck yeah. Okay, I almost got oh, that. Yeah. I was like, maybe that's too much for a Tuesday <sighs> night if we we're doing champagnes. I don't know. It's okay. always the right time for champagne, I think. <laughs> okay. Always right. appropriate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite to do um, next with champagnes is to make Aperol spritz. Ooh. I drink those. I don't know what that is. I've the heard time. the name. So Aperol is a is a is a is a liquor a liqueur uh-huh. that's like a bit more bitter liqueur. Mm-hmm. So it's like an orange bitter yeah, liqueur. Yeah, orange bitter liqueur. So you pour, um, you use a big wine glass or whatever glass you like, a bunch mm-hmm. of ice and the Aperol, mm-hmm. which is uh, got this really cool like orangey color. Yeah, it's bright and then orange. You top it with champagne. You do and champagne. then add an orange peel to it. And mm-hmm. It's pretty tasty, but that sounds good. Are you familiar with Campari? You know, like yeah. it's kind of bitter. Right, so Aperol is a little softer than Campari, but it's one of those kind of bitter. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's really good. And then you add like a well, the recipe or the I don't know whatever it's called. You add like a splash of soda and um, the champagne, Aperol, the orange peel, ice, and mix it together. And we had it for the first time because it's an yum. Italian. Um, it's an Italian drink, and so I had it when I traveled. I was living in Spain, and we went. We met a family who opened an Italian restaurant, and they poured us those. And I have. We've never stopped drinking them. They're so good. We all. Yeah, I'm not going to say how much we drink them, but they're really delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you one, please. <laughs> that sounds really good. Yeah. Sounds right up my alley. Yeah, I don't know. I can't believe I never made it for you. Okay, so smells, Kareem. Do you? Because I'm not really smelling any of the fruit that I know is probably in there, and I can't figure out. Are you swirling it? You yeah. Giving it a good swirl. How I'm are you guys giving it a good swirl. Ca- you're over the couch, both of you two. So I'm be on careful my left with those hand, swirls. and yeah, I can't look. Is this an adequate swirl? It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you supposed to swirl it till it's like up to the edge? No, 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 no. Kay. So it's just you know you you two are probably familiar with like gases being heavier, right? Right. So essentially, all the aromas in the wine are like a gas, and they're heavy, and they settle down at the bottom. And plus, this Merlot, it's a 2013. It could have been barreled anywhere from 12 to probably 20 months. Who knows? But you know, at the end of the day, it's been in that bottle for probably. I don't know, four years, five yeah. years. So it needs a little air. I mean, yeah. those flavors are kind of like buried down in there. So you want to, A, you're getting some oxygen into the wine to kind of let go of those aromas. Mm-hmm. And you're also kind of stirring them up so they kick up to the top of the glass and you can actually smell them. I never oh, knew see, that's what you were doing. Yeah. I thought the purpose was to get like a thin coat around the glass so that you could isolate some things and just, does that, you know what I mean? It maybe. Anyway, yeah. no. <laughs> Like, you know the one thing sure. with wine is that I there's, imagined it, so there's it's a, true. There's a lot of there's a lot of theory and preference, and ultimately it's like whatever works for you. Especially with the the descriptor words and stuff, people get intimidated because some wine drinkers are really articulate and they've got like their repertoire and toolkit of mm-hmm. fancy words. But mm-hmm. you know what? I can't tell you that it doesn't smell like whatever you think it's. I don't know what you're right. smelling or what memories you have. So it's there's subjective. really no there's no wrong answers. You know, mm-hmm. once you kind of mm-hmm. let go of the fact that you can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. You're a genius as yeah. far as wine descriptions are also. That's true. It's empowering. One time I, I was at a winery. This was just recently. And some older man told me, 
how to smell it. He was saying you need to put your your nose on the far edge of the wine glass and smell like that. And I was like, no, that doesn't really work for me. I like to, you know, swirl it and then just get my nose right on the near edge and just give it a good, like a really big <laughs> Really sniff. get in there. Yeah. <laughs> so what I will say is they say that the rim of the glass <clears throat> tends to be where more alcohol vapors will kind of come up come up to the edge of the glass. Um, so what I like to do is kind of like when I'm taking a sip or where my mouth would be when I'm taking a sip and if you tilt the glass up where your nose kind of fits into the middle of the glass, mm-hmm. that's where I, I get the uh, the smell from. So like kind of line it up, big, yeah, big whiff. You're right in the center. Anything, I get a lot of stewed, like kind of cooked fruits. Yeah, like I don't fruity smell and spicy, that's what I smell. And I have a good schnoz. I can smell... C. diff from a mile away. I can smell saliva (laughs) from a mile away. Maybe semen smells like Doritos, like corn chips. It does. Is that what she could smell from a mile away? I can smell any bodily fluids and identify (laughs) them. I know what blood smells like. I know what body fluids smell like. But why? Why am I having a hard time smelling this initially? I think it's just wired for bodily fluids. (laughs) It's because it doesn't have enough protein in it. There's not enough (laughs) (laughs) lipids here. Uh, that isn't. I'm glad. I'm really glad there's not enough lipids and protein in here. Uh, you're like, why is your wine cloudy? I don't know. <laughs> Sarah got a little extra in her nose. <laughs> I just saved it for later. Wow, I'm learning so much. So and the, okay, so talk about so when people you know do this and they twirl the wine around the glass and they look at the legs. Yeah. Uh, so legs are kind of. Um, yeah, is that a thing? Well, legs are a thing. I mean, but I mean, you, is it important? Does it mean not anything? really? It doesn't really. It's not really an indicator of uh, quality, really. I mean, think about if it was vodka in the glass, you know, it'd probably evaporate right. really quick, right? Mm-hmm. And then think about if it was maple syrup in the glass, right? So really, it's telling you is like the viscosity of the liquid mm-hmm. that's in the glass, and right. it's it's a talking point. It's a way for people who feel insecure about their wine descriptions to say, oh, look at the leg, because we can all see the legs. Right. Right, everybody. It's a, it's unifying. Yeah. Right? It's a good it's, starting point, Yeah, right? it's an yeah. icebreaker. Yeah. It's unifying. You know, we can all agree that it's got nice legs, mm-hmm. even though I don't know what liquid legs are supposed to look like <laughs> and if these ones are nicer. Yeah. Muscular, but lean. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. some heft in the thighs. Probably That's does, okay. You know, at least two half marathons a year. Yeah, very athletic yeah. legs yeah. on this wine. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Hmm. Right. But when they're swirling it like that real wide and slow, I'd say that they're probably looking at color, mm-hmm. you know, looking mm-hmm. at the color of the wine. Um, as the wine gets older and we're talking much older, uh, it can, um, <laughs> to you, guess know, you just broke <laughs> other bottles cork. Oh, uh, at least gently, I'm not the only gently, one. Takeshi. <laughs> Okay, so what now? Oh, so about the color? Uh, so yeah, when you press when you press up a bunch of Merlot or Cabernet, so what a lot of people don't realize is that the juice inside of those grapes is the same color as the juice inside of like a Sauvignon Blanc or Chardonnay grape. It's all clear. The pulp mm-hmm. and the juice is all clear. Mm-hmm. It gets all the color except. Except uh, for uh, Petit Verdot, right? Alicante Petit- Boucher. No, 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 that's right. Yeah, Alicante, Alicante Boucher is a varietal that is red with juice and pulp. Um, but for the most part, they're they're clear. So they get all their color. All these red wines get all their color from contact with the skin. Uh, and that's how those tannins, those powdery, dry kind of notes, that comes out of the skin as well. Mm-hmm. So you get pigment, you get tannins. They're in a solution. I'm talking your language now, ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in the wine. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and the older a bottle of wine is, those tannins and the pigment will fall out of the solution. So if you've ever had an old bottle of wine with a bunch of sediment in the bottom, yes. what that is is pigment and tannin falling out of the solution and it settles into the bottom of the bottle. So those really old wines that have a ton of sediment, if you look at them, they'll be more of like a rusty red or like a brick mm-hmm. red or have some browning to them. Right. And that's because all that vibrant red color has kind of fallen out of the solution and has um, kind of left the wine. Uh so does that mean like it's too old and you it's no, not necessarily not the, and that's no? I don't really I can't really speak to how wine you know they don't all get better with age they don't all get worse with age mm-hmm. um I opened up a bottle of 1977 Robert Mondavi for some Ooh. guests the other day so we're talking a 40 do the math 42 year old bottle of wine is that right yeah 42 year old bottle of wine um Tons of sediment in the bottom. It did did have a pretty rusty red color, but the guests who were enjoying it all said it tasted fantastic. So, I mean, it's it's a toss-up. Do you want to wait too long and then maybe the bottle of wine it. that you were saving because it had some kind of sentimental value, you know, went bad, you missed the window, or do you just drink it because, right. you know, carpe diem? We've <laughs> had conversations about this before because I bought those bottles of... Um, uh, petite, no, Cap, Cap Franc. Franc from um, Coppola, and they stopped making them. And we only have two bottles left. And I was Ooh. asking Kareem, all right, when should we open these? Because I want to, you know, let them age. We want to save them for a special occasion, but we don't want to wait until they're past their prime, you know? So we had decided that we're going to open them when Ryan turns 40 and see how that one is. So that's in a few years. And if it tastes great, then we'll open the next one when I turn 40, which will be the next year. And if it's thinks if it seems like it could, um, you know, go a little bit longer, then we'll see. Maybe we'll save it for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're pretty good at saving bottles of wine when we really want to. We had a, a bottle of um, Silver Oak that, okay, Silver Oak wine is delicious, but Built I think- Built to last, too. Yeah, it is. I think that it gets a little more hype than than it should, just because there are a lot of really great wines that taste just as good in the area, and people are crazy about Silver Oak. Better marketing. It's true. Yeah. They have great marketing. Um, but I lost a bet to Ryan in, early in our relationship, and I had to buy him a bottle of Silver Oak as a result. Steep price. It was, yeah. <laughs> I think it was a 65 or $75 bottle of wine. Oh, man. And um, so we saved it, and we just opened it this year on our five-year anniversary, and it was really good. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was good. It was better than, you know, when I went to Silver Oak and did a tasting, um, you know, that was good, but this was way better because it was so much smoother and um, those tannins is yeah. falling out of the wine it's like spaghetti sauce right you put it in your fridge overnight it always tastes better the next day yeah. that's the longer true. it sits right all the flavors right. get a chance to kind of meld together mm-hmm. get to know each other yeah yeah that's funny mm-hmm. because I like tannins in wine but yeah I really enjoyed that and it was less tannic it was much yeah smoother easier to drink but still complex and tasty you probably drank it at just the right time we did mm-hmm. I know it. <laughs> Five year anniversary. How long have you guys been together now? Five years. It oh. was just this year. Oh, we, for we your engagement? No, it was for our um, five-year anniversary of being boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, and now yeah. they're married. That's true. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> well, yay. Should we try the... Oh, you guys are... Nope. Oh. No, yeah. Let's let's move on to the cab. We can always come back and revisit the Merlot. <laughs> I yeah. love revisiting well, yeah, things. Well, yeah, you know. I, I mean, you guys finish. Um, how long, oh, wait, you said, so you've been doing kind of getting into this since you were a teenager. Well, yeah, but I wasn't really focused in the wine industry, you know, much like you. 
did not like wine for the longest time. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the beginning parts of my food and beverage uh, career where, you know, I spent a lot of time working for various Applebee's mm-hmm. in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to anybody who's ever worked Ooh. at an Applebee's. <laughs> Applebee's, um, very upscale. And uh, that, you know. <laughs> it's your I neighborhood lo- bar and grill. It is. It, it is. <laughs> and I think I left Applebee's when I was 25 to go uh, open a winery in Geyserville, a winery and restaurant. And um, up until that point, I thought wine all kind of tasted the same and it all kind of gave me heartburn and I didn't understand what really the big deal was all about. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But I mean, I think it was largely just drinking wines that were, you know, five and six dollars a bottle, and and you know, you don't really know how to drink wine because at that age, you know, you're mostly chugging beer and, mm-hmm. and uh, you're trying to get drunk. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the purpose. It's, uh, a little different, but when I got into actually tasting the wines and and uh, trying more of them, uh, I definitely acquired a taste for them and. Now I pretty much only drink wine, so it uh, yeah it took a turn for me. I was really lucky to work at a at a in a restaurant that was also in a winery. So not only did I get to you know pair the foods with the wines, but I learned a lot about the winemaking process as well. So it was kind of a great um, jumping off point for me. I was really fortunate to uh, be part of that uh, that operation as well because it kind of it kind of gave me um, you know kind of an accelerated. Uh, lesson plan in, in Sonoma County and winemaking and mm-hmm. the restaurant scene here as well. Mm-hmm. Are you still doing anything with wine? Uh, not currently, but where mm-hmm. I do work, I work at a private golf club mm-hmm. uh, in Santa Rosa that uh, has a really cool vintner program. Um, 45 or 50 of our members uh, are vintners from Sonoma and Napa County primarily. Um, all, for the most part, luxury wine producers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a cool opportunity for the members of the club. We have 600, it's a golf club, but we have 450 golf lockers. We have 600 wine lockers for the members. <laughs> So uh, the owners argue back and forth on whether or not it's a wine club or a golf club. Right. Uh, so it's it, it, I'm not in the winemaking industry, but I've been kind of immersed in a in a in a family of members and 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 managers that um, a lot of these members own some of the most premier wineries in Sonoma or Napa County. One of our members actually just got his wine, uh, his Cabernet, uh, as part of the tasting at the French Laundry. So if you were to go oh, to the French wow. Laundry and do the food and wine pairing, uh, his Cabernet is part of the wine pairing. Wow. So for for winemakers, for him, that's uh, very yeah. A lot like I was saying for for the farmers getting a single vineyard designation, you know, for a winemaker to get their wine on a list like the French Laundry and even to be part of the meal, it's a huge accomplishment. Um, so. So yeah, the last few uh, restaurants I've worked at have actually had really cool wine programs. Um, this one's really is really unique because I get to meet the winemakers and the owners of these properties, right. and uh, so you definitely there's definitely some fringe benefits from from being around them, and you, know, you taste a lot of really nice wine just because they're really generous and they like to talk about it. Right. Yeah. That's well. Congratulations to him. Can we yeah. ask who he is? Uh, his name is vineyard or? is Ron Allen, and it's uh, Allen Wines, and the wine is called Odyssey U. Okay. A U D I C. Hey, There's some X's in there. You. Yeah, you ought to see it is what you should. <laughs> um, but great wines, great wines, great people. Couldn't be happier for him. That's really neat. Yeah. Okay, I smell something from this oh. one for sure. I'm smelling oh, yeah. strawberry mm-hmm. pie. It's 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 like cooked strawberries that have some sugar added to it, you know, and then maybe raspberry. I don't know. It smells like the strawberry jelly, right? Like like a Yeah. Okay, right. That's the cooked strawberries with mm-hmm. sugar added to it. That's exactly what strawberry jelly is, right? Okay, so I totally I so did something. I smelled it before <laughs> swirling it. So no, that's fine. And it smelled like butter. Just like hmm. 
butter, like delicious cooked butter. And then I swirled it and it smelled different, like not as heavy, a little more fruity. It just changed. Well, what I will <laughs> say about that, it might be, so you've had Chardonnays that taste like buttery, mm-hmm. right? Creamy and buttery. Mm-hmm. I'm going to geek out a little bit on you guys here, but grapes have acids in them. Um, Malic acids. Malic acids in grapes taste a lot like green apples and pears and lemons and lime. They're kind of sharp acids. Well, think about Chardonnays. We want when we make them creamy and buttery. They're a little heavier. They're a little thicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they're doing is a process where they're converting those malic acids into lactic acids. Mm. It's a process called the stuff that gets in your muscles when you exercise. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. I don't know the relationship, but <laughs> or how it gets into the wine, but yes, the same. Lactic comes from milk. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's creamier, it's butterier. Um, it's a, maybe you hear it at tasting rooms a lot. You know, malolactic fermentation, or they say it's mm. oh, this Chardonnay's got forty percent mallow, and you're like, oh yeah, mallow. I like mallow. I don't know what mallow <laughs> is, but I like it. And uh, but that's what they're talking about. But the truth is, is that most red wines go through that process as well because you don't want them to seem thin and acidic. They want red wines to like kind of fill up your mouth and mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, kind Let's of fill up our mouth with it right now. <laughs> yeah. I think it's 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 definitely very different from the Merlot. So, oh, we didn't even introduce oh, yeah. this. Let's talk Go about on. this one. Sarah, introduce it. Okay, so this is True Grit Reserve Cabernet from Mendocino. That's here in California. It's 2016, and it's from Parducci. Is that the name of the winery? That's the name of the winery, yeah. Okay. And then at the bottom it says Deep Roots Legendary Wines. Okay. And it was a actually a $23 bottle on sale for $17. Ooh, mm. we love a bargain. Yes, yeah. we do. Um, I think it's worth it. This was I, I really like this one. It it's um I love the smell and then it's really smooth and it's not as heavy and tannic as a typical cabernet that I would think of. Mm-hmm. It's a little more easy drinking. Yeah. Yeah, I love Mendocino County too. Um Anderson Valley uh, is great for Pinot Noirs in German. What's out there in Boonville? It's um, it's kind of uh, it hasn't caught up to Sonoma and Napa County as far as tourism or mm-hmm. uh, the amount of travelers that it gets or even recognition. But they're they're making some really really nice wines out there. Um, this one's really tasty, and I'd say that the the tannins and stuff you're missing are it's it's a young wine. It's a, it's three years younger than the Merlot. It's a 2016, mm-hmm. um, and I think this wine was kind of made to be bottled, purchased, and enjoyed pretty quickly. You know, they don't want you to, this is not a wine you would probably cellar because it doesn't have that tannic structure. Those tannins are what kind of preserve the wine. If it starts with no tannins, yeah, if it starts with none, it's probably not going to be a good one to age. So I'm guessing that the Parducci family with this wine, they wanted you to, they wanted to bottle it, get it to the store. This is a wine that you drink and you buy, you buy it and you drink it, you know, right away. pretty quickly yeah. after you bought it. Yeah. It feels done. Like it's ready like, to go. Yeah. Like yeah. it's more tanny to me than the other one, than the Merlot we just had and more full bodied, uh, seems more viscous just in my mouth. You know, it lingers longer. <laughs> there could and be kids listening to this. And we're moving on. <laughs> uh, it feels viscous in my mouth. It's viscous. I'm blushing. Okay. And it smells <laughs> like nachos. What? <laughs> like nachos. Sarah, I think this is your experience. I'm just back to the body fluids. Okay. <laughs> well, at work, Jessica, my coworker, says that my dog smells like chips all the time. So everyone has a different experience of smells. <laughs> There's no wrong answer. There's no right. wrong answer. What have we learned? Yes. Like art. <laughs> um, I like it. 
I like it too. I feel like it's, my experience of it is it's actually a little less tannic than the Merlot. Um, hmm. And yeah, less of a lingering, but it's, but I think I agree with you in that it seems done. You know, it's a little more complex. It's, mm-hmm. I think I'm tasting more of a full flavored, yeah. So full what am flavors. I, what am I tasting wrong that I feel like the other one, I drink it and it's just gone. It's not And you wrong. have the opposite, okay, not wrong, but just I wonder why it's different because this one to me lasts a lot longer in my mouth than the other one did. And mm. it feels more dry on my tongue. <laughs> you know, the other one wasn't like that to me. Maybe we switched them and you guys gave me the other one. Well, I have the total opposite experience. It's really unlikely that like that two random people will taste the same things in a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. I mean, why some people like vodka and some people like whiskey. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of preference in this too, you know, mm-hmm. so you may just prefer one over the other mm-hmm. just because your, you know, your palate is predisposed to like different things. Right. So that's why there's no wrong answer. You know, yeah. it's just preference. That's why they make more than one kind of wine. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I particularly like one more than the other, probably this one just cause it's a little more full bodied, I guess. But, um, I do like the other one. It's just lighter. I would drink the other one during the day probably with like a brunch. And I mean, that's a little red wine during brunch. And this one feels more like a fancy dinner or just dinner. Mm. See, I love how we give um, personality traits to the wine. You're more of a brunch wine. You're more of a, you know, sexy dinner date. (laughs) Those are appropriate descriptions. I like them. Yeah, that's good. I feel like this is great. Learning so much. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, is, yeah. We're not finishing. I'm just like appreciating the moment. I'm learning a lot. So. Well, as long as it sounds believable, then I've done my job. <laughs> it's funny that, you know, just kind of going back to one thing Kareem said is that there's no wrong answer. That I think is one of the most valuable things I learned. And, you know, remember I told you Jen and I had taken a class at the JC mm. and they, you know, kind of repeated that over and over. Whatever your experience is, is your experience. If you think a $5 bottle of wine tastes good, then it's good to you, you know? Mm-hmm. If you think a $100 bottle of wine tastes gross, then it's gross to you. It doesn't really matter what other people say or think about it. It's your own subjective experience and right. what you taste is what you taste and what you see is what you get mm-hmm. and uh, what you write is what you read. And you get Amen. what you pay for. Sister. <laughs> I like it. Well, that's a fun experience about wine is everyone can enjoy something different. And, mm-hmm. and wine's really, you know, it's different because it's not a recipe like beer or spirit is. You know, those are literally like bacon cookies. It's a recipe that you mm. follow. But wine is so dependent on the quality of the fruit from year to year. Even if you were to go to buy this same bottle of wine, you know, next year, it was everything that's from the same place, but it was from the following vintage and not this one. It wouldn't be the same bottle of wine. It wouldn't be oh, like... Oh, that is so true. Right, yeah. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be like buying Corona year after year after year that always right. tastes like a Corona. Uh, this same bottle from the same place made by the same people is going to taste different mm-hmm. year after year after year. So every time you're tasting a new bottle of wine, even if it is, even if it is the exact same vineyard year producer, mm-hmm. no two bottles are exactly the same. So that's kind of the unique and kind of fun part about it is that they always taste different. And depending on where you're at that particular time, it tastes a certain way to you. 
There's a place that Ryan and I used to be members at and we loved pretty much everything they made when we were members there. And then we ended up, you know, canceling our membership because we just had too many and it was getting expensive. And we went back there to taste this year and we didn't like anything. Mm. And the couple next to us, they were loving everything. They got a case and I was just man, like, man, what's changed? And I think it was just the years that have passed and what happened with the weather in between. So, hmm. yeah. A little bit really of that is. and a little bit of you guys too. I mean, your palate's probably changed. That's your true. taste develops mm-hmm. and, you know, everybody, everybody, I, I didn't like ranch when I was a kid. Now, if I can't dip it in ranch, I wonder if I should be eating it at all, you know? So <laughs> your, your palate's definitely changed. Okay, we need to have another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> your pizza ranch guy. Do you guys not like ranch? No, yeah. I do, but what? <laughs> you don't need to put it on everything. So. Do you anyway. put it in your wine and make it cloudy? Is that what's going on? <laughs> It makes it viscous. Very viscous Full circle. Sour. Right there. <laughs> there was a nurse that I um, worked with as a traveler, and we went wine tasting at Williamson's Winery mm-hmm. in um, Healdsburg. That's actually how I ended up becoming a member there. Vendor anyway, members at my golf club. Are they? They are. They are vendor oh, they're members. They're yeah. good people. Yeah. Um, they're, they're from Australia. Really they are. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> they just went to Australia recently, I think. Um, they. Uh, so anyway, this nurse I was... Um, tasting with, he was saying, yeah, I used to be able to, you know, get a 15 bottle of wine, dollar bottle of wine and enjoy it. And now I can hardly get a a bottle of wine that's less than $60. You know, just Mm. his taste had changed, you Mm -hmm. know, there's hardly anything less than $60 that tastes acceptable. And I've found myself in that same problem recently. Now that I've tasted all of this really good wine, it's hard to drink stuff that's just kind of everyday mm-hmm. wine, you know, that's totally good and great for drinking every day. But now that I know what I really like, why should I have anything else? Yeah, life's too short. Yeah. <laughs> life's too short for cheap wine. It's like disappointing though, because you're like, dang it, do I just have to keep moving up in price forever? I know. I feel like I need to retrain my taste buds. Yeah. Take it down a notch, Sarah. Take it down. I like anywhere. I mean, you can find a good bottle of white wine for you know pretty reasonable price. You know, the red wines... You, you, you got to start getting into this 18 to $25 mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. These um, I would drink. Yeah, They're before totally they good. start to take, you know, and also with, with uh, you know, we all know two buck Chuck, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Trader Joe's two buck Chuck. Well, what I will say about, with, you know, you can only make wine so cheap a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these aren't hand-picked grapes. These aren't grapes that like workers are going out and taking care of. It's mostly machine harvested. Machines mm-hmm. are going through and they're stripping everything. Uh, with these wines, it's likely that they were maybe handpicked and you've got people that are looking at different clusters and saying this one's better and they're tossing out the bad ones. A machine's not doing that. It's taking everything. And when I say everything, it means like, you know, vineyards are, they're big, right? There's, there's animals that live out there. There's birds that mm. live there. There's mice that live there. Mm. There's, you, you get you get what you what you pay for in some of those wines, and um, no, that, that can't be true. Yeah. No, really? it's got to be true. Now that he explains it, it's that a way. machine. I guess it's just taking whatever and grinding it. And Every like, lizard and and bird whatever's egg on the and, grape, eating it at that moment. Yeah, but it must like filter out like mostly grape parts, I'm sure right? And that, then mush that. I mean, it's I mean, it's in there. I don't. I mean, yeah. You could say that somewhere along the process that any bacteria is probably killed, but it's still in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. So, but well, um, it adds another level of complexity. Uh, yeah, I mean, protein. 
protein. There's your protein. So we're back to the protein. It's like and working the chips, out. I just drinking this wine. Yeah, yeah. it's like you're exercising. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought. I about never that. thought of that either. So you ruined it. <laughs> Enjoy your two book chuck, yeah. everyone. Yeah. We're gonna stick with the hand picked grapes forever now. <laughs> That's all right. You know. Hopefully no one listens to this and they can still enjoy their... <laughs> they're in the middle of a sip and they're, they're like, like yeah. <laughs> Suck le bleu, because people in France drink two buck chuck. Was that yeah, a, right. That was a hair. Was that a hair? Uh, yeah. <laughs> or was it a tail? I feel like that's a mini toenail, but I, I just, I'm sure it's a stick or something. <laughs> no, actually. Check us out on Instagram at uh, whining W Nurse. Oh, shit. I don't know what our Instagram is. Just you find just it. Just Google just find whining it. with nurses whining and with you'll nurses. find us everywhere. And you can email us at uh, www.nurses at gmail.com. And we're also on Facebook. So just look at us for Look for us. Whining with nurses. <laughs> Just Google it. You'll find it mm-hmm. on social media. Um, subscribe, share to iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to podcasts. And please join us for more exciting and interesting conversations. And uh, the Petite Syrah airing every Monday. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.